Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. I'm Ross Hill, your host. We're doing another solo episode today. These are shorter episodes on a Thursday, just usually going over a couple of topics that have come up in questions that I get via uh, client calls or Instagram, or sometimes they're just random conversations that I have with other coaches and friends that turn into a topic that I think we uh, can dive deeper into, which is actually how this one, this episode today came about. Uh, I wanted to talk about the concept of becoming the expert generalist, which is a phrase that that particular phrase is used by Greg Walsh, who was on the podcast last week. Um, he is a unbelievable mind when it comes to fitness and health and strength and, and, and a lot of other things outside of that realm. But the way that he applies those into health and strength was was fascinating. So um, I wanted to dive in a little bit more into the concept expert generalist, because I think his phrasing of it would just click so much for me, but it really actually became a recognize, recognizing in my own self that that's how I've essentially lived my life. And I just didn't have a phrase for it. And so I wanted to get a little bit deeper into that. So that's going to be what we can talk about for a few minutes today. Before we get into all that, go please like, rate, review, subscribe, leave a five-star review, write a nice little paragraph, do all those things wherever you listen to the podcast if you're able. Um, it does help the show to grow, and that's all I'm going to do for it today. Uh, so thank you for those that have, and let's dive in. So, expert generalist. I really, like I said, I really connected when Greg used this term, and I've heard him use it before, uh, but for whatever reason, it didn't hit me in the same way until he, we were talking uh, on the podcast, like again, last week. But... I, it got me to thinking that this is essentially my life philosophy if I were to apply it to skill development or training or anything like that. Um, I just didn't have a word for it. And I want to go into a little bit about what I mean, how I've, how I've applied it in my own life 
and how it's helped me develop as a coach and a person and why I think, at least in terms of training, Greg's exactly right. This is the, the path that almost everybody needs to be pursuing for the majority of their time training. So to back up a little bit, I mentioned on the podcast before, I was in athletics all growing up uh, and, and did two sports in college at, you know, like the most average of levels. Uh, I was, I played football for a little while and I, and I ran track all four years in college. And when I was in track, they moved me over to decathlon, which is, I mean, probably just a, like if you were to look up the definition of expert generalist in the diff, in the dictionary, the synonym for it would be decathlete. I mean, that's the whole motto of that sport is to be pretty good and competent at a, at 10 different things and not necessarily the master in the, or the best in the world at any one of those things. And if you look at even at the at the Olympic level, the the guys who are the best in the world and the best in history at the decathlon, uh, Ashton Eaton, Trey Hardy from the last handful of uh, of Olympic cycles, those guys are far above average at most or all of the events that they compete in, but they're not the best in the world at any one of them. Uh, those guys that compete in those individual events are are better at those individual events because that's what they dedicate their time to. And so I always just connected with that concept when it came to training because and, and part of it might have had to do with I was realistic about my own athletic ceiling at that point and knew that I, I wasn't going to be the best in the in the country or the best in my division or conference or whatever at any one of those things, but I could be decent at most of them. Uh, and so there was a lot of learning going on, learning how to do all those things, but just that concept always attracted me. And why wouldn't I want to be pretty good at all of the things I can partake in rather than spend an absolutely incredible amount of energy and time trying to be the best in the world at one. And that's not to disparage those that do that uh, because that is a pursuit in and of itself that is noble because you have to show a level of discipline and work ethic and boundary setting that is just unparalleled by everybody else in the world. Like you can't even really put a, a, a minuscule percentage on it because the percentage doesn't even exist. Uh Everybody else in the world would not be able to do the things that world champions or the best in the world, the best ever are able to do to get to those points. And that's why, you know, they are the outliers. And that's that is kind of a separate conversation because that's not to dissuade people from pursuing those things if they've really wanting to work hard towards becoming the best in the world or uh, or in any avenue. It's not just health or training or sport or whatever it is. Um, because that drive can carry you a massive amount of ways in itself. But if I'm wanting to become the most well-rounded individual I can be, whether that is in sport or health or training or, or business or, you know, just personally, I want to pull from a ton of different perspectives or a ton of different skills and acquire, you know, uh, one of my favorite terms is like the beginner gains, right? Like it, it, anytime a beginner starts something, there's a period of time when they're learning a new skill where the beginner gains kind of kick in and it's, they go through an exponential amount of growth in a very short period of time because the stimulus that they're getting from learning this new skill and their adaptation to it happens at such a great level, which is why you see guys that are at the top of, you know, let's just take like powerlifting, for example, the guys at the top of the world in powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting, or even in, in, in any sport, they fight for years in training, uh, dialing in everything and being completely on point 
uh, to add two pounds to their total in, in weightlifting sport, for example. Um, but somebody who's never trained in their life and begins weight training or, or resistance training or whatever it is, that first six months, and it's not always six months, but just for example, that first six months, they, they might get 200, 300% stronger than they were when they stepped in. And so I'm always attracted to what are the things that I can do that I can go in and pull those beginner gains out of and, and, and feel competent in them to then maybe take some time away and move on to the next thing. Like I just, I I love the skill acquisition philosophy when it comes to lifestyle stuff, which is why when I was asked to move over into decathlon, I was like, absolutely. I've never done six of these events before, but I have, I would love to learn all of these things. And so when it comes to training, uh, and the development of CrossFit, you know, 15, 20 plus years ago, really brought into the mainstream that idea of let's be pretty good at, you know, a ton of different things. You know, that fitness in 100 words that Greg Glassman wrote at the very beginning, uh, be good at all of these different things, play new sports, you know, run, jump, crawl, climb, swim, you know, uh, power clean, handstand, all of these things really brought that kind of more into the mainstream than it was. But, uh, that pursuit of generalism also has its downsides because when we're talking about applying that to our lifestyle, and now I'm talking about training specifically, people want to do the general physical preparedness or GPP, which is kind of, you know, like I just want to be strong and fit and and be able to go do my life. But then that becomes so much of a thing that they refuse to do things in their life because it might affect their training, which isn't any sort of specific So you see this, I see this in CrossFit uh, a lot, people who get really into the training, which is fantastic, uh, but they're not pursuing the games or regionals or whatever it is now, or even a competition at a local level. They just really dig the gym, but now they're letting outside factors uh, prevent them from doing those things because it's going to affect how they train on Monday. When that's the whole reason that we're training is so we can go do those things outside of the gym and be fit and healthy and strong and less prone to injury and all of these other benefits that we get from training. And so there's the, just like everything it's, there's the extremes on both end of it. And, and, and this really will boil down to, if you guys haven't picked it up through however many episodes we're doing now, 20 something or 30 something episodes, uh, I want to be good at life, not good at training uh, or be strong for all of the things that life is going to require of me, not just so I can be better at training. And I let that philosophy influence a lot of the ways that I program and coach and do all of these things. Uh, and so when we're training, I really would like to get it into the mind of the people that we're working with or anybody listening. What is the reason that you're training? Is it because you want to be better at the thing you're doing better at training. If it's CrossFit, you want to compete in CrossFit, or if you're training for an event, maybe it's triathlon, maybe it's uh, something else. You've got a Spartan race coming up in a handful of months. Uh, is, are you training for a purpose to do that? Or are you training to be healthy and uh, live a long time, strong, injury-free as much as possible, and, and be able to say yes to a whole bunch of things that people want to do and not be a liability when it comes to somebody saying, hey, let's go on a hike. And you have to use the excuse, well, I can't, I've got a uh, you know, bum knee, I'm not going to be able to do it because you haven't spent the time rehabbing or building up strength around those things to be able to say yes to whatever people want to do. And so you really need to 
sit with yourself and find out what the answers to those questions are. And there are absolutely times and phases during life and phases during the year and in training where maybe we do have a block of training that is designated for a specific purpose, right? And uh, maybe we do have a Spartan race coming up and it's four months out and you want to be ready to feel good about finishing the Spartan race and not having to do any of the burpees because you've completed all the obstacles. Let's say that's the goal. Then we're going to spend the next four months, you know, working backwards from that race date and build up to that. But when we're done with that race, now we're popping right back into GPP, general physical preparedness, and becoming competent and and really good or an expert at all of the things that require our daily life strength, right? Uh, the seasonality of these things is what makes us more well-rounded. Uh, what tends to happen, and, and actually we see this a lot in youth athletes, is they want to be specialized at a thing so early on that they lose a lot of that you know well-roundedness when it comes to being an athlete rather than you know for example because it's the common example a baseball player they want to be a baseball player they don't want to be an a, a superior athlete that's really good at baseball and there's a difference and so when we don't have that seasonality of our training or whatever it is uh we risk a lot in health in in long-term health but also an injury in the short term uh because of the kind of the short-sightedness of being a specialist and so if you're in a sport or you're doing any of this kind of stuff recognize that there are seasons for a reason and the seasonality of things is supposed to fluctuate your training in a way that you are healthy year-round and then at the time when the time comes you're able to uh, perform and 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 execute whatever it is on game day or race day, or you know maybe it's just like big meeting day and you want to feel your absolute best, or maybe it's like a wedding and you you're trying to get shredded and look good for your your spouse. Whatever it is, um, we're going to perform when the time comes or be ready when the time comes. And then when when that day is over, now we back off. We're back into general season training or you know whatever it is. And that general philosophy is how I've essentially kind of lived my whole life, just wanting to be pretty good at a ton of stuff. Like I, I want to go pick up archery. I want to get into hunting. This was handful of years back. Um, I want to be competent at shooting. So I took, you know, two years, uh, doing home defense and, you know, tactical training, ton of stuff. Uh, I want to learn martial arts. So I started Brazilian jujitsu, uh, four months, five, five months back now. And so, um, building all of these skills and becoming competent, taking those beginner gains away from things, uh, is going to be so beneficial in the long run and you're able to express the health and the strength and the fitness that you've built all of these things and all of these different avenues and that's like the fun part like that's one of the the best lines in all of the 100 words of fitness uh or fitness in 100 words that greg glassman said was play new sports and uh that i mean that was because we've built up all this capacity all of this new range of motion and all of this new strength and endurance and fitness and muscle mass and all this stuff Go play stuff and test it out and see how it feels and, and acquire new skills. Um, become the expert generalist. And so that's why I really wanted to dive into that. Uh, when I heard Greg say it last week, and, and I've heard, like I said, I've heard him say it um, many, many, many times before, but for whatever reason, it was just last week when we were talking on that podcast that uh, it just punched me. And I was like, I know exactly what it is. That's what I've been doing my entire life. And so I would really encourage you to broaden your scope when it comes to your training purposes and and again that is not to dissuade you from pursuing certain goals uh in a in in a given time frame or or understanding that it's going to take 
an unreasonable amount of work to accomplish certain tasks. And during certain phases, you absolutely go all in. Uh, but to understand the big life picture of what we're doing, we want to be good at a ton of stuff, not be a liability uh, to our family, to our friends, to any situation that that may come up around us. And and that's really it. Like it's the um, Kelly Starrett uses the term super tourist, which I love that term too. Like you can pop in and go anywhere in the world and do anything you want to do from a health and fitness level. There, there isn't anything that's going to hold you back when it comes to your health. And that ultimately is the way to live a long time and do tons of awesome stuff. And so, and be useful and strong and, and beneficial to those around you as well. So that's all that I wanted to cover today. I hope that was a little bit of an insight into a little bit more about myself. Actually, I didn't mean for it to go that way, but you guys get to understand me a little bit better now. Um, but again, I really wanted to dive into that phrase and we were talking about it in a, in a group chat and I just thought that would be a, a perfect topic to talk about today. So thank you for listening. If you haven't done so and signed up for the newsletter yet, also go to nomad-strength.com, sign up for the newsletter. Uh, there's going to be some news dropping uh, in the next week or so, some new things are happening that I'm going to unleash to the world in July. Uh, time or exact date is TBD. Um, so keep that in mind. There's some things coming up, but I'm really excited to share some stuff with you. So go to nomad-strength.com, sign up for the newsletter, and get the, be the first one to get all of that info and some exclusive sign-up stuff and some more content. So that's all for today. I will catch you guys on Monday with the next interview pod.